This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you today? I'm doing good. And uh, we're, we're thrilled to have with us in studio this morning, Marcy Ian. Of course, Marcy is the co-host of The Social on CTV weekdays. One o'clock, I think. Weekdays, one to two. And guys, it's great to be here with you. Thanks so much for joining us. It's it's a thrill to have you with us this morning. We know that you're a huge sports fan, so there's a lot of sports we're going to talk about this morning, too. Uh, So we're thrilled to have you. Thanks so much for joining us. Tons to talk about. Where do we go first? Anyways, first I'm we so go. Excited. First we go to uh, to the weather. To all of you out there, if uh, if you're out and about this morning, be careful. Naz and I had an interesting trip into the studio this morning, and uh, I certainly saw quite a bit of southern Ontario this morning, driving uh, in, in various <laughs> directions. And it's uh, it's uh, let let's just put it this way: I saw about four or five uh, guys. Four or five people didn't respect the conditions and ended up in ditches. So please, please, please be careful. Anyways, Juan um, also announces this is the Valentine's Day edition of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. It's a tradition here on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Uh, on the Sunday before Valentine's Day, we've got Scruples Salon and Spa gift cards. I uh, love the way that sounds. <laughs> so stay uh, stay close to your phones. At some point in the show, we'll be giving out our numbers. You can call in. There's going to be two $100 gift cards for Scruples Salon and Spa. Guys, it's Valentine's Day. Don't screw up. It's Please an opportunity. Do not. I hope my husband's <laughs> listening right now. Honestly. It's, it's your opportunity. I've got your way out. It's late. There's two <laughs> days left. I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the scoop how you can keep that special one happy and women uh all the girls out there scruples now has a men's side haircuts and salon and spa for men you want to keep your guy happy those millennials who are into this kind of stuff absolutely so this this works both ways nowadays marcy it absolutely does we've got to do you know for our men what we expect our men to do for us this is equal opportunity absolutely i have not done a thing yet so i might have to take you up on this <laughs> well uh, we'll certainly chat about it uh anyways uh getting back to the uh to the sports issues at hand uh it was a phenomenal phenomenal super bowl last sunday in a lot of different ways uh, the game, uh, unless you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, of course, you didn't think that was a phenomenal game. Marcy, uh, you're giving me a, a sigh there. Did you hear the sigh? I, I, I took Atlanta by three. I, I really I took wanted Atlanta also. Did you? Yeah. I wanted Atlanta to win this, and I thought that, well, hey, everybody thought they would. Who knew what would happen in the last 10 minutes of that game? It was unbelievable in every way, but that gnawing inside me, there was that thing. Even when, you know, Atlanta was up by 25 or 28 points, I thought, 
Brady, Brady, he's coming, he's coming. And you know what? Brady and the boys, they did it. It was phenomenal to watch. You know, in two Super Bowls, one with Seattle and one with Atlanta. Yeah. Questionable calls by the coaching staff. Questionable. Very questionable. I, I, I would, Especially my, my adjective would be a lot stronger three, than that. There's three minutes left. They're up by seven points. They, they kick a field goal. The game is over. Yep. New England's not coming back. What possesses them to go to the pass, really, at the 20-yard line? Well, it's, it's, um, it's obvious. I mean, anybody, any, any, any reasonable observer is going to come to the conclusion that, that I mean, he, he suffered a brain cramp. I mean, it wasn't even, it was even the series before that, Naz. I, you know, when, when they had third and one and they sent Matt Ryan back to pass and they sacked him and then uh, they got the fumble. And and I'm looking at that play. It's third and one. At that point in time, it was 28 to 12. You had a 16 point lead. You're down to about what six, seven minutes seven left. Seven minutes in the, left. What yeah. are you doing? But passing on third down. That fumble happens, and they cut to Brady on the sidelines, and he was cheering, and that's what gave him life. That's when he knew. It's okay. Just, uh, so certainly, certainly, it was a game. I mean, you got to. I mean, there's credit definitely to the New England Patriots. Uh, I mean, you looked over, they're down 28 to 3. Yeah. And they're getting whomped. And, and you, look at, you look over at Brady and you look over at Belichick, there's no fear in their eyes. They haven't given up. No. They're saying, you know what? You don't know what happens. This is a sporting spectacle. And they just went about and did their business. And, Atlanta, and that's, you know what they say? I've always, I've always suggested that experience is overrated. My God, it wasn't overrated in this Super Bowl. And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. Because you looked at Belichick, you looked at Brady, and you looked in their eyes, and they said, this is, you know what? It's another game. We're going to go about our business. we got a game plan. The game's not over. We're going to do what we have to do to win this game. You look over at the Atlanta sidelines, the owners on the sidelines. Yeah. Getting panicking. ready to celebrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I see. Sorry they started I, panicking after, though. They I, did. They were celebrating. And then they thought, uh-oh, I, I, uh-oh. I, I see the owner. He's already, he's already celebrating. He's down on the sidelines, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I'm saying, what are you doing? Get your, get your buns back upstairs. The game, you're playing the New England Patriots. There's no, there's no give up in these guys, and you're, you're down there pretending you're, get, you're, you're getting ready for a celebration. What are you thinking? Yeah, and and I and it just it just the mindset, and that's what inexperience does. I never would have envisioned Bob Kraft down getting oh, ready never. to celebrate. Oh, never, no chance. Never, but also no give up. I mean, they went to the Kraft family, and they looked like Belichick. They looked like Brady. There was no give up in their eyes at all, and that's what makes them special. But I will say, you know, I took Atlanta uh, in that game, and and I also think, you know, I'm I'm just not a huge. I respect. New England? I'm just not a New England fan. Well, Every gate has been associated. Come on now. Every gate from deflate gate to, you know, whatever gate has been associated with the New England Patriots. And I always thought to myself, you know, if they are guilty of any of this stuff, why? Because they're so darn good. They don't need to do this. I've never understood it. 
Uh, uh, they are good. They are good. And, they, they, uh, there's a lot of there's. I agree, Marcy. I've I've got a lot of good friends of mine that are Steelers fans. I'm and, a huge Steelers fan. Uh, okay, <laughs> huge. Then uh, I I had uh, I, I wouldn't say I had the, I had the pleasure of watching the game with all of my buddies, and most of them are, are Steelers fans, and they hate the Patriots. Yeah, I can't stand. And the they Patriots. and they and and hate uh, obviously in a sporting sense, not in a not in in any other sense. Uh, um, be careful how you use that word nowadays, uh, but they hate the Patriots, and 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 for some of the reasons that you suggest, they just think that the Patriots over time have pushed the envelope a little bit too much. Is that how you want to phrase it? That's how I want to phrase it. How would you phrase it, Marcy? I would phrase it cheated. That's what I would say. I would say they cheat, and I can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand why they're so talented. I have great respect for them playing the game. I just don't have respect for them. I'm not sure what's real, what's not. I don't know what's not. You have to give Brady credit because he comes – the wide receivers that he had to use all year – they, they're they're non entities. They're non entities. They, he's amazing. Oh, he's forty is. years old. He's oh, an almost too, right? He's an almost zoomer. <laughs> Listen, he takes incredible care of himself. He is a student of the game. I get all of that, and that's why I don't understand why they've been embroiled in all the scandals they've been embroiled in through the years. I don't get it. When you're a Bills fan like me, you <laughs> oh, hate boy. the New England Patriots. Yeah. You really do. You I have understand to play them that. Twice a year. You know what? Year. They it are. They're off. tough. You hate the New England Patriots, but you respect them. Absolutely. I, do. I, do. You respect I have complete them. respect for the game that they. But although I, you know, there's something a little not a little so off. Right. A, a little, little off. off. Okay. A little off there. But uh, what a Super Bowl! I want to go to the topic of greatness, and we talked about it with Eddie Andelman on the show. Uh, Eddie Andelman, uh, Marcy is. Uh, uh, a famous uh, sports talk radio host out of Boston, Massachusetts. So we talked to him on the show last week, and we talked about the greatness of Tom Brady and the greatness of Bill Belichick. And it was interesting comments that, that, that Eddie uh, said that uh, Brady's obviously the fifth Super Bowl, probably makes him the greatest quarterback of all time, but doesn't consider Bill Belichick in the category of a Vince Lombardi or a Red Auerbach. And I'd love, to, I'd love to chat with Eddie, and we will in the near future, whether he's changed his mind on that. Mm. But going back to Tom Brady, uh, Naz, 30, uh, 39 or 40 years old, one or the other, doesn't matter. Uh, at that age, what he did, basically in the fourth quarter, um, they'll be talking about, what, 50 years from now? Yeah, he'll, still, years he'll from still be now. playing in the next 10 years with the the lack of quality in quarterbacks. If he stays healthy, <laughs> he can go to 50 years old. And, and the amazing part about Tom Brady and the New England Patriots is they have, they have a structure. They have a system that, you know, you just, you just fill in these uh, with all the greatest respect for the talent of NFL players. You fill in these interchangeable parts and you don't skip a beat. I mean... Brady has essentially molded his career with, I would suggest, maybe only two Hall of Fame receivers in, that, in his entire career. One, of course, was Randy Moss, who he only had Randy for, what, one year, two years, two whatever years. it was, and Gronkowski. And he didn't have Gronkowski in the Super Bowl. He had a bunch of, I wouldn't call them no-names, because Amendola is a serviceable player. He's a Wes Welker type. But you stick Amendola on any other team, in any other system, just like Welker found out, you're not the player you are when you're playing in this system. Well, you got to give Belichick credit because he is, the defense comes up big all the time too. It's not just Brady; it's everybody. They yeah. come up with big plays, and they had the best defense, there. did they not? 
the Patriots? One of the best. Yeah, one of the best. No, yeah. I think they had the top-rated defense I wanted in the league to say. this year. And so Atlanta, I think you're right, Marcy. Atlanta you're offense against, against the, the best defense. defense. Yeah. yeah. Although the critics of the Patriots will tell you that they had a really, really soft schedule this year. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't play uh, many of the top teams in the league. And and of course, if you're playing in the in the and this is the other criticism of the New England Patriots, they managed to play in the in the AFC East all these years, which almost gives them almost gives be them automatic. Now. Be careful. You're talking about my Bills. <laughs> hey, they're my. You know what, Ness? They're my Bills too. Okay. And you know what? They're the long. They haven't been in the playoffs in I don't know how long. And whatever criticism we give them, they deserve. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, the Patriots have managed to be in the AFC East, which is almost an automatic ticket for home field advantage. And it's almost like an unfair advantage in a certain sense. But uh, you know what? You, you, you roll with what comes your way, and, and they've done it, and they've done it consistently. And there's no question they are now one of the greatest dynasties, dynasties in sports history I in an agree. era— in a salary cap era where it's almost impossible to create dynasties, they've created a dynasty. So give them all the credit in the world. Yeah, definitely. They deserve to win, they deserve to win last week. And, you know, once they, they started that role, they weren't going to be stopped. As soon as the coin toss was... Oh, yeah. They won the coin toss. It's over. Anyway, so you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I just want to uh, remind our listeners, joining us in studio this morning, this morning Marcy Ian from The Social... And I'm sure there's a lot of loyal people out there that remember you from your great days on Canada AM. You spent uh, a few years there. And thanks, one, thanks again once more for joining us. But I, one topic you talked about uh-huh. on your show on Monday on CTV, Lady Gaga. Yes. Tell us, tell us your impressions of the performance and... And we, 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 we try to stay away from politics on this show, but mm-hmm. every now and then we... we got to wade into it a little. We, got, uh, we don't mind wading into it a little. And, and certainly there was, uh, I think as you expressed on your show, um, there was a subtlety to her, to her performance and there's a subtle message in her performance. Tell us, tell us what you took from Lady Gaga's performance. Well, here's the thing. You've got former President Bush and Barbara Bush on the field. You've got Vice President Mike Pence in the stands. And clearly Gaga was spoken to and it was, listen, uh, we're not going to get too political with this halftime show. But we were talking about the fact that the mere choice of Gaga uh, you know, you're, 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 you're making a statement. This is a woman who is revered uh, in the LGBTQ community. Uh, they knew what they were getting with Gaga. Uh, she wasn't going to go out there and scream it. But in the choice of this land is your land, uh, Woody Guthrie's piece, I mean, that's political to the nth degree. You know, that was his ode anti-ode to God bless America. And so she had a lot to say, and she said it subtly, uh, but she said it in a big way. Those who get her and understand her understood exactly what she was doing. So it was interesting to see those nuances in her choices of songs, um, choices that, you know, uh, the gay community would appreciate. She did all her number one tunes, you know, uh, the way that she was dressed, the performers that she was with, the backup dancers, everything. And that song in itself was a huge political statement. Certainly it was. Um, 
We're going to go to break now. I just want to remind listeners, uh, we, this is a Valentine's Day Sunday on the Naz and Sports Hour. Notice that it's uh, bringing a smile to your I face, love Val- Marcy. I love Valentine's Day. I love the whole notion of it. And I, I think, you know, we've, we've got to celebrate the days that we can. You know, life Absolutely. is short. We've got, to, we've got to celebrate the days that we can. Valentine's is one of those special days. So if you're out there, uh, hang on. Uh, shortly, we will be giving out the numbers to give us a call. We've got two. $100 gift cards at Scruples Salon and Spa. If you want to check out the type of services that they provide, all kinds of nice stuff, it's www.scruplessalon.com. We're thrilled to give those away. You want to score some points with that special someone, by all means call in or go to that website and order something for that special someone. Uh, we had scheduled Enrico Colantoni on the show this morning. Unfortunately, uh, uh, something came up and he wasn't able to make it in and uh, hopefully he's okay and uh, hopefully we'll get him back. Uh, certainly wanted to chat about him. I know he's a huge Leafs fan. Uh, so we'll get him back for an Maybe upcoming show. Maybe he's upset at the game Maybe last he got night. upset well, he at should the game. be in that Anyways, 3-1 walloping. Enrico, if you're out there, I hope everything. I hope you're well and uh, we'll get you back. Uh, we're going to break now. We'll be right back after the break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced that you can get a three-topping party pizza with 24 slices for just $24. It's perfect for large groups on a budget, like staff meetings, sports teams, or special ops units. Go, 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 go! Everybody down! So before you break down any doors, get a three-topping party pizza with 24 square slices for just $24. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. If you live and breathe basketball, Saturday's just got a whole lot better. Brand new to Yes TV, the Canadian Basketball League is a new home of great basketball action in Canada. Playing every Saturday on Yes TV. Good players, great basketball, international rules. Watch the full coverage live every Saturday at 8 p.m. on Yes TV. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And a friendly reminder, if you're in downtown Toronto... And your signal's a little bit off. Uh, we're also on 96.7 FM. You can tune us in there as well. Um, just let the listeners know, if you're out and about this morning, be very careful. The weather conditions aren't the greatest. 
Take your time, leave lots of room with the car in front of you. Don't end up in the ditch like about the four or five uh, cars I saw this morning. Be careful, it's slippery out there. Anyways, we, uh, we're welcome to, uh, we've had with us for the first part of the show, and she's going to stay with us for the entire hour, and we're thrilled to have her with us, Marcy Ian. Marcy, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for letting me hang out with you. Anytime. You're a lot of fun. You've got a a standing invitation. You're welcome to come down and see us anytime. I will take you up on that. Anyways, Marcy uh, is, of course, the co-host of CTV's The Social. It's on weekdays on CTV 1 to 2. Yes. 1 to 2 p.m. It's a great show. Uh, Marcy, of course, you remember her as a news anchor and uh, co-host at Canada AM. And we want to talk a little bit about Marcy Ian right now. You got into this business uh, when you were young. Um, And then you studied some journalism at Ryerson, which is actually a program that uh, I had a dream to go to that program and uh, ended up taking a different turn in my life, but I actually went to the orientation for journalism at Ryerson. Started off uh, CH, spent some time at CHCH, and Mm -hmm. you've you've had an incredible career. And it's just getting started. <laughs> Thank you for adding that. <laughs> and it's just getting started. <laughs> Thanks for adding the just getting started part. It, you know, it, it's been amazing. As you mentioned, I was 10 years old when I got cast on a show called Circle Square. This is my 37th year of television, and it's been unbelievable. So did that show from 10 to 16 and then thought, you know, university would be a good thing. Got into radio and television arts at Ryerson. And it was a fantastic experience. Uh, got to understand exactly what, I wa- what I wanted to do in this industry. We did radio and TV, but I definitely wanted TV. I love to write. I love the production angle as well. And during my last year at Ryerson, I got a job at CHCH TV writing on the weekends. So I was writing for the news anchor there and really got to hone my skills doing that. You know, the, the whole adage that less is more and you want, you know, the pictures to do the talking. It really helped me that way. And then from there, I went to CTV in 97 and it's been it's been a good 20 years Canada AM was the bulk of of my time at CTV. I was there five years as co-host with Bev Thompson. We were the first female team in the country, uh, along with Jeff, my lovely Jeff Hutchison. Uh, and funny we were, guy. He was so funny. He's the best. Uh, but when I was there, we started with four, Seamus O'Regan, who's now an MP, so proud of him, Bev Thompson, Jeff and I. And then when Seamus left and went on uh, to his political career, I stepped in and, and Jeff and Bev and I were together for five years. And in June, the show ended. Uh, sorry, Nasco. Marcy, uh, you, you've done a lot of interviews in the, in the sports end. I've noticed and a lot with the, the Raptors and uh, different. What's the best interview you've ever had? What was the most fun? Sports-wise? Sports-wise, yeah. Dwayne Casey. It was an amazing interview. I, I, I was scared. You'll notice Coach Casey is a serious, serious guy. And I thought, <laughs> I need to know my stuff. So we prepped for this. And, and I say it was the most interesting and the most fun because I got him to smile that day. He actually cracked a smile, so I knew that I did my job well. Uh, but it was a collaboration between TSN and CTV, and we hadn't done a lot of that. And so this is an interview where our crews came together, and it was actually aired on both networks, and it was amazing. But we did it, and it was it was more than just... Just a sports interview. We got into his his childhood 
in Kentucky, a segregated Kentucky, and how he integrated his high school and integrated the University of Kentucky and life lessons and coaching career and family. Uh, We went back and talked to coaches that he had worked with. We got an interview with George Carl and then played it for him in front of him and got his reaction live. It was an amazing interview and so much fun. We got his wife provided old pictures um, of him in, in his childhood days. And we laughed about, you know, his hairstyle back then and all sorts of things. But it was a great interview. One he, come, of my he comes across as a real gentleman. He is lovely. I have to say on that day, it was, I want to say, an Easter Monday. The Raptors had just finished up their season. They were doing their end of season interviews. The playoffs were going to start. And I had asked to have uh, Coach Casey in a different area. And I'm not so sure he was pleased because the rest of the press was doing their interviews in the practice facility or wherever, the ACC. And I wanted to do this interview at 11 at the restaurant uh, on MLSE property, but I wanted to have a different look. It was a sit down. We wanted to have, and he wasn't so pleased about that, I don't think. Uh, walked in uh, and, uh, you know, came in and, and said hi and, and was kind of wanting to, I think, leave as soon as he got there. But then we sat down and something happened because we had done our research and we had old pictures and we had memories and we had George Carl on tape and all these different things. And he softened and it was a great conversation. He's an amazing man. Uh, Marcy, uh you're a black Canadian of Trinidadian descent. I am. Okay. And, and in a lot of respects, you are a trailblazer. And I know the story about uh, about uh, your child and how you... Uh, You've done your research, Wally. And I know, and I know that, the, that the trailblaze and blaze are very important to you. And um, the fact that you're a black Canadian and the fact that you're, I guess you're the, a child of immigrants. I am. Um, has that created uh, any... Any extra challenges for you or any extra struggles for you? Tell us, tell us, because, you know, when you broke into this business, uh, quite frankly, and um, hopefully I don't insult you when I say this, and I'm not trying to be insulting, but uh, there probably weren't very many people like you in the business at that time in terms of your skin color or your background. Tell us a little bit about uh, whether that was a challenge for you, that was a struggle for you, and who helped you overcome those struggles? When I got into this business, there, there were a couple of journalists, uh, black journalists, not a lot. Uh, I didn't have a lot of mentors coming up. And that's why I was determined to be one if I ever made it in this industry. I had parents that knew nothing of this industry. My dad is a retired educator. My mom is a retired accountant. So I didn't have a lot of people to lean on. But what I did have was their work ethic. And my parents worked hard. And they never gave up on their goals. And that's something that they instilled in my sister and they instilled in me. But I I, I look back at the situation and I think I didn't have a lot of people, you know, that I could phone up and say, so how do I negotiate this? Or how do I navigate this point in my career? One of my best friends is Dwight Drummond Mm -hmm. at CBC. And that's who I had. Dwight and I started Ryerson together. He was a kid from Jane and Finch in Toronto. I was a kid from Scarborough, Ontario. 
we found each other. We actually shared a locker <laughs> together. We were thrown together, share this locker, and um, we weren't friends right away, but we became great friends, and we kept each other accountable. We studied together. We knew what we wanted to do, and we've done it. You know, I'm so very proud of him. Very quickly, I know you have a very special relationship with your father. I do. And uh, I've seen the pictures of you going down to Raptors game. We're going tonight. We'll be there at 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, tell us, you've got two children named... Blaze and Dash. Dash. Tell us why they're named Dash and Blaze. The Blaze uh, you alluded to, and um, my husband said she's going to be a trailblazer like her mama. And so that's why she's Blaze. Dash, I told you that my dad was an educator, a retired educator, and um, when he started his school year, each year, for all of the years, he would gather his kids into the cafeteria of whatever school he was at, and he would walk across the cafeteria stage with a cutout of a tombstone. And he would say to the kids, what's the most important part of this tombstone? And kids would go, the name and this and the age and the year and all this stuff. And he said, no, the most important part is the smallest part, and it's the dash. It's the time you spend on this earth and what you do with it. And while you're in my school, I'm going to be responsible for your dash. And so Dash is actually Dash Joel. My dad's name is Joel because of that. We, I have a sister. So we are two girls. My sister has three girls, and we had Blaze. Dash is the first grandson, and so uh, he is named after my dad, and in particular, the story of the Dash. Thanks uh, so much for sharing that with us. Highlight in your uh, career must have been the... Uh, I was at the Stevie Wonder concert when you were up. <laughs> were you there? Yes, I was. Oh, my and gosh. I couldn't Stevie believe Wonder. it. My wife and I, we, come, we go to see him all the time. Naz, explain the, the Stevie Wonder concert and how Marcy was involved <laughs> well, in Well, let her explain. How okay. did that Oh, occur? my gosh. Gosh, okay, so Stevie decided he was going to uh, do another tour, Uh, had the privilege of interviewing him, it was via satellite on Canada AM, and we talked about everything, from civil rights, to his career, to being discovered, Barry Gordy, you name it, just everything that he's done, what a legacy, and I said to him, you know, um, Stevie, everybody's got a a favorite Stevie song, and that kind of... And I started to sing a little bit of mine. And he said, Marcy, when I come to Toronto, I'm going to find you. And you're going to have to do this song. I said, Stevie, Stevie, listen, if you come to Toronto, just make your way to the Canada Am Studios. We'd love to do a proper sit down with you. And so we said goodbye and left it at that. It was the day of the concert in Toronto. This is probably a month later. And it I was had, a Friday night. It was a I Friday remember. night. It was the Friday before Thanksgiving. That's right. And had tickets to the show. So meant to go to the show. Got a call from my producer. It must have been 3.30 in the afternoon. And she said, Stevie Wonder's people have been involved and they want you to take the stage. Been, they've called, rather, and they want you to take the stage tonight. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, he remembered. And so next thing you know, uh, it was actually Dwight that came to the show with me. Uh, So Dwight and I were were at the show. Um, I got called on stage and and got to sing a little bit with Steve. You were good, too. You were good. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyways, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're thrilled to have with us this morning Marcy Ian, of course, Marcy from CTV's The Social. 
And Marcy, we know that you're a huge Raptors fan, so we got you know we're going to talk some sports. This is a sports show. It after is all. after all, yeah. And uh, during the break, we're going to be calling Leo Routens. Leo, of course, who does uh, does the basketball for TSN and for the Raptors, and we're going to have a spirited Raptors conversation and see if uh, see if the Raptors are where we thought they would be and uh, where we can expect them to go. So be right back after the break, and when we come back after the break, it'll be time for our Scruple Salon and Spa. <laughs> contest we'll be giving out the numbers it's scruples salon and spa they have some fabulous services uh www.scruplesalon.com get your fingers ready we'll be right back it was a rainy day when pizzaville asked do you want to meet the hot hawaiian of your dreams this hot hawaiian is slathered in bacon red onion spicy sausage pineapple and hot banana peppers. A medium thin crust is just $12.99. One bite and you'll say, Lou, wow! You might even get a lay on the beach. Call Pizzaville at pound 3636 on your cell phone. CBLTickets.com is how you get your family up close and in the action. Canada is the new home for up-and-coming basketball talent. Good players, great basketball, international rules. Watch the Canadian Basketball League and make an exciting sports night for the whole family that won't break the bank. Go to CBLTickets.com and purchase tickets starting as low as $15.50. CBLTickets.com. Give the gift of basketball. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village. We've got Leo Routens on the line. And before we go to Leo, just hang on for a second, Leo. I've got to give away some gift cards. It's, it's Valentine's Day. And if you want to score some points with that special someone... Email them a gift card. Get it from Scruples Salon and Spa. Scruples is an Aveda lifestyle salon. Gift cards can be purchased online at www.scruplesalon.com. Two locations, one in Woodbridge, one in Pickering. Open seven days a week. I have two $100 gift cards at Scruples Salon. The numbers, 416-360-0740. 1-866-740-4740. Once again, 416-360-0740. 1-866-740-4740. Uh, 
4740. Barely got that out. Obviously, there's some guys who are behind the eight ball because the lines are ringing like crazy. Guys, hopefully the two the two guys who get in quick or the two women are going to be very happy. And if you don't get them from us, you can go online and purchase them. Anyways, we have uh, we have with us to talk some Raptors is Leo Routens. How are you this morning, Leo? I'm great. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Listen, thanks so much for joining us. And we just want to tell you there's a very good friend of yours in studio with us this morning who's also a huge Raptors fan. Of course, Marcy Ian uh, from The Social at CTV. She says she loves to talk basketball and she wants, she's loving to talk basketball with you. So uh, oh, welcome sure. to the both of you. Leo the legend. Oh, I'm so happy to hear your voice. How are you? You too, Marcy. Great to talk to you. Always, uh, always love talking hoops with you. Anyways, I'm going to throw it to the both of you. Uh, in your uh, the last, uh, let's say the last month or so, or the last month and a half or so for the Raptors, uh, has been a little bit spotty to be charitable. Uh, although, um, you know, hopefully we can gear it up for the playoffs. But uh, I'll throw it over to the two of you, and perhaps both of you can comment. Uh, what's going on with the Raptors right now, Leo? And uh, our the last month and a half is what is it? What we should have expected? What needs to be turned around, if anything? Well, you know, it, it, it's a long season, Walter, and you go through all kinds of ups and downs. And uh, even though the Raptors have depth, uh, they don't have the kind of depth that can absorb the injuries that they've had. Uh, you lose an all-star like DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you lose a significant player like Patrick Patterson that affects the game at both ends of the floor. And then other players, you know, with uh, you know assortment of bangs and bruises and so forth, that uh, it takes its toll. And I think something that, you know, I've talked about that a lot of people don't really take into account. Uh, last year, the Raptors went to the Eastern Conference Finals. That means their season finished a month and a half later than normal. And, you know, that changes everything. You know, people don't realize how difficult it is for teams like Cleveland, Golden State, that when you go to the finals, uh, your summer's shorter, your offseason's shorter, everything's changed. So for the Raptors, and, and especially their two All-Stars, who also played for Basketball USA, um, you know, in the Olympics, so you, you have, uh, it changes the dynamics of everything that's going on in the offseason as well. So you add it all up, uh, their February blues came a little early. Injuries compounded the problem. Uh, and it's just, honestly, I don't feel any different about this team now than I did you know, over a month ago. It's just a question of getting healthy, uh, getting everybody back uh, playing the way they need to play, and, and they'll be just fine. There's a lot of games uh, left to right the ship and get into a good rhythm uh, before the playoffs. I think you're absolutely right, Leo, starting with tonight against Detroit. But can we talk about the little things? I find sometimes, you know, the Raptors will play down to competition, meaning if a team is below 500, that we're going to see a team that maybe doesn't play as well off to a slow start and then has to turn it on in the fourth, and that doesn't always work out. Those are the games they end up losing by two or three. Yeah, I mean, I think what's happened is the offense has come very easy for them this year. They've, uh, you know, they're among the best teams in the NBA offensively. And a lot of times they just fall into this pattern of, all right, okay, you know, you scored on us, we'll score on you, we're going to outscore you, we're going to, you know, we'll take care of business at the offensive end. And they've allowed the defense to kind of sit on the back burner. And they're just not, frankly, not good enough to play that way. 
they have to be a team, and Dwayne Casey says this all the time, that grinds it out. They have to bring it every single game. And the games that they don't, uh, like at Minnesota the other night, they're at risk of losing. And, uh, you know, if all of a sudden the jump shot doesn't fall, you make a few bad decisions, uh, the game's over because you didn't bring it defensively. So that's something that, and again, I think health has a lot to do with that too. Uh, earlier in the year, even though they were rolling offensively, they really didn't have too many slips. Um, once the injury started, that's when the slippage really came into effect. So I, I think once they get healthy and refocus after an all-star break, uh, I think you'll see a team make a real strong push uh, at both ends of the floor heading down to the postseason. Leo, the uh, the the fans expect more from Valanchunas, and I, 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 he – I'm puzzled by him at times, right? Because he looks so good at times. And why do they not go to him more often? That's that's the fan well, speaking. He's the he's the guy that could perform better than he is. Well, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think, and, and Kyle Lowry said it the other day after the Minnesota game. He goes, you know, I should have given him the ball more. And um, you know, he's a player that I think can take a lot of pressure off everybody else. And there's there's two sides to this. Uh, you know, Jonas Valanciunas has to demand the ball. And when you demand the ball, you better deliver. If, if you get the ball, you have to deliver. And as of late, he's been playing good basketball. And it's now it's on you as a teammate to realize where, where, how is this going to simplify? Where is this going to be best for us? And if you give Jonas Valanciunas the basketball, if he's scoring as easily and as effectively as he's been doing, all that's going to do is open up for everybody else. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer. I'm, I'm an old school the game is played inside out, uh, the, and, and, and it's not just old school. If you look at San Antonio and you look at Golden State, everybody talks about their ability to shoot and do things like that, but they're both inside-out teams. That ball gets into the paint consistently, almost every possession, and, and it doesn't mean you jam it down people's throat, but you get the ball in the paint. And when you got a big man like Jonas Valanciunas, which not many people have, if he's on the floor, you got to use him. Uh, there's plenty of times he's not on the floor. You can change the way you play. But if he's on the floor, I think you've got to give him touches to make him effective. And as well with any big man, the more they see the ball, the more they rebound, the more they block shots, the more they set screens because they're happy, they're involved, and you want to keep your big man happy. Leo, what I've noticed is he has a great touch around the net too. Like he can make the, uh, the not the three-point play, but he can shoot from far out. And he's got a pretty good touch for a big guy. And I, I see it, and I want more. You know, as a fan, you want more. No, you know, he's got a good touch. Uh, he's expanding his range around the basket. He's very strong. Um, you know, sometimes he just gets, uh, you know, sometimes he gets in a little funk and, and, and doesn't just play as strong and, and quick as he needs to. But uh, he's in one of those grooves right now where he's being decisive, he's being quick, he's playing strong. Uh, and when you have a guy that can do that, um, you know, I think you got to take advantage of it. And a lot of times changes are made because of defense. And, uh, you know, you're worried about, okay, is the guy going to be able to guard a smaller guy, this or that. Um, I, I prefer to play where, okay, I'm going to play to my strength. i got a big man that you can't stop. I'm going to worry. I, I want you to worry about stopping me as opposed to me worrying about stopping you. Um, you know, and, and I just think sometimes uh, the Raptors get away from uh, – a player like Jonas Valanciunas too soon, I think that, and that's not that's not that's not talking about coaching. That's that's even the players themselves. Uh, I think it's really important that a Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan, understand the value uh, of their teammate because that teammate is just going to make it easier for them. 
And you're right, Leo. Jonas has been playing some really good ball lately. It'll be interesting tonight to see him go up against another seven-footer in Andre Drummond. But I want to pivot, if I can, for a second and talk about the four spot. Uh, you had mentioned Patrick Patterson and his injury, and it's interesting because you don't appreciate a guy like Patrick Patterson until he's gone. His stuff, the stuff he does, is not the stuff that often turns up you know, on the score sheet. You don't see it, but when he's not there, you absolutely do. What about the difficulties of that four spot? We haven't seen a lot of Jared Sullinger. What do you make of what's going to happen? Well, the four spot has been an, an issue simply because of injuries. Um you know, you're right. Like Patrick Patterson, he's you know he's he's one of the best plus-minus guys in the league, and you know that number can be deceiving. Uh, but it just it does also talk about his value. That you know, uh, even when he's not making shots, you have to respect him. You have to you can't leave him alone because he could start making shots. So he gets respect every time he's on the floor. Defensively, he covers multiple positions. He makes everybody around him better. Uh, he helps JV out. He helps Demar out. He helps other guys out with his communication and his movement and 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 what he does at a defensive end. So you, you can't really replace a guy like him if you think about it. Uh, you know when the Raptors are without one of Kyle, Demar, or Patrick, they're barely over 500, barely in the last two years. And now you take two of those guys out, you've got a real problem. And, 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 you know, look at right now, like, like Clippers without a, uh, Chris Paul, you know, they're, they're, they're dying. Uh, and a lot of teams, if you take out key players, so uh, Patrick Patterson combined with the DeMar DeRozan and, and such creates all kinds of problems if they're, if they're not able to play. And then, you know, a Jared Solinger, uh, some people have been critical um, of him and his comeback. And it, to me, it's ridiculous because this is a guy that, you know, hasn't played since October. Uh, and he's a heavier guy, so it's going to take him a little longer to get back to where he needs to be. But we haven't even seen what he can do yet. Uh, we've seen glimpses, uh, and he's doing everything he can to get back. But I think you always have to focus in on the big picture. Do you want him ready in February, or do you want him ready in April? And I want him 100% in April. So if you get a soldier back uh, in full gear uh, before the end of the season – you get Patrick Patterson back and playing. You get, you know, Damari Carroll, even though he's a small forward, he's starting to really hit his stride right now, and he hasn't been a big factor for the last year and a half. Um, and then you look at a young guy like Hugh, Lucas Nagara, uh, who's really impacting the game. And this is his first time ever in his career where he's got any kind of role of any significance on the team. So all that takes time. And I'm so I'm not really as you know a lot of people saying you got to go make a trade you got to do this you got to do that no you just got to get healthy and you got to get people on the floor and playing and having a chance to get their rhythm together um, and it can fall into place because you got to remember even if you went out and got somebody now you got to mix that person in they got to figure out how they belong where they fit the whole bit and it's not just going to be an instant instant result so uh, when you're talking about in February I like the guys they have and. You know, if you can tweak, you tweak. But uh, I think it's just a question of getting everybody back and playing healthy in that four spot. It'll be just fine. Leo, uh, question about New York Madison Square Gardens and the incident with Charles Oakley. Uh, it looked disgusting. What are your comments on that? Well, I, I think that there's a lot of, uh, you know, real, I don't know, best word to describe, shameful uh, aspects to this. Um, 
you know, I know Charles Oakley, and and, and you know, he's an ex raptor and, I, and I've, I've seen him in a lot of different uh, aspects of his life. He is a good dude. I mean, he really is. And, uh, you know, he was a physical, tough guy uh, as a basketball player, but he does so much and uh, is such a good person in so many ways that, uh, you know, what happened really was uncalled for. Now, I'm not going to defend Oak as far as, you know, putting his hands on security and, and, and being physical with people. That, you know, that, that, that crossed the line on his part. But the rest of it is just a shame uh, that the New York Knicks handle him the way they do. I think their owner, James Dolan, is, is basically uh, an owner walking around in a clown suit. Uh, what he has done with that organization as far as the product on the floor, to the way he's handled people, to the decisions he's made, to the decisions he's not made. I mean, they could be, they could have, <laughs> the New York Knicks could be playing with Kyle Lowry. And he, he vetoed the deal because he didn't want to get uh, basically screwed by Masai Ujiri again. <laughs> which tells you the guy has no clue. He gave away half his team in De- uh, to the Denver Nuggets to get Carmelo Anthony years back, and uh, he could have gotten Carmelo Anthony for nothing in the offseason. Uh, and, and they already had worked deals. That he, he changed all the deals, uh, and he made it the worst deal possible despite, uh, uh, despite all the prep going into it just to make a decision that was the wrong decision at the time. Uh, you know, he traded for Andrea Bargnani. You know, he, he allowed that to happen. That's why he didn't want the Kyle Lowry deal to go through. He's done so many things uh, as the owner and relationships, and he's damaged that, uh, like I said, this whole thing is shameful. It's shameful what's happening in New York. And uh, I really feel bad for Charles Oakley because here's a guy that uh, uh, I think is an asset to their organization. He's a, he's a very uh, strong Knicks supporter. Uh, he's been trying to be involved in the organization and Dolan for whatever reason. Uh, because because this guy is critical of what's happening in a in a in a laughable organization uh, to do that to a guy uh, uh, it's no excuse so Leo? the whole thing is just ugly. Listen, Leo. Listen, we want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, you're always uh, you're always kind with your time for the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, and we do really really appreciate your ba- uh, your basketball insights. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. I always have time for good people. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Leo. Talk to you, Marcy. Great talking to you, Leo. Leo, Leo uh, that was, of course, Leo Routens, a uh, local basketball legend, and of course, uh, the, uh, I call him the voice or the co- color color voice of the uh, of the Toronto Raptors. Marcy, I want I want uh, I want your thoughts on the uh, on the Charles Oakley incident. I've got to echo a lot of what Leo said. I mean, there's no excuse to put hands on anybody. And clearly that's what happened with Oak. But at the same time, he is a legend. And to bar someone like Charles Oakley from ever coming into, for now, he says, Mr. Dolan says, coming into Madison Square Garden is unbelievable. And and what else is, is a huge problem here is the he said, he said. You know, with Mr. Dolan saying, well, clearly, you know, Charles Oakley has an alcohol problem. And then, you know, we know that Charles Oakley actually helps addicts, uh, you know, overcome issues. We don't know. I mean, there's a lot of below the belt stuff here that is just not being handled the right way. In my estimation, they need someone like Charles Oakley. They do. They I need wish someone, the Raptors had something. Th- honestly, they need Charles someone to, to, to tell it like it is, to be able to go into that organization as an ex-Nick and say, here's what I think. 
Here's what I think should happen. Here's what I think should happen with players. They should be hiring him to consult. That's what they should be doing. We're talking to Marcy Ian. Uh, Marcy, uh, we'd be remiss. We've only got about five minutes left. And Where did uh, the time go? What do you mean we goes, have five so minutes? That only Why means you're that? just going to have to come back and visit us real soon. <laughs> but uh, we'd be remiss. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm amazed at your, at your level of, and depth of, of knowledge, especially with respect to basketball. Uh, and uh, we're not going to let you go. Uh, unless we talk a little bit of hockey. Okay. So we got we've Let's got go we've got four minutes left. The Leafs, not a not a not a great result last night. And the last three weeks have been a little bit up and down, and they're making their march towards the playoffs. But uh, your uh, your uh, your thoughts on the Leafs? I watched the game because I knew that I'd be with you, gentlemen. So I watched <laughs> I watched last night, and it was a slow start. And when those three quick goals were scored, Evander Kane was a monster. When they were scored, I thought, mm, this isn't good. I, it's funny. I took to social media and was kind of watching what people were saying. And one person said, well, the bed's looking good right now. It's 3 nothing." And, and basically, that was it. You know, the defense... The defense that Buffalo played last night was amazing as well. They just had it. They wanted it more, it seemed. They just wanted it more. Yeah, they were, they at least were third on the puck. They weren't even first or yeah. second. They were third on the puck. Uh, most of the game, the last period they played well, but the first two periods they were awful. But aside from last night's game, Marcy, your overall impressions on so far, I mean, you, you're a huge sports fan, we know, and... Uh, Basketball, hockey, and uh, and and some and, baseball too, and, and some, some CFL, stuff. and some NFL. But, uh, your thoughts on watching the Leafs this year? You know what I. Uh I, well, I, I shared with you before that I'm a lifelong Habs fan. Oh, no. I, I'm, you I'm, remind me. I, I, I had forgotten I about that. I'm a lifelong Habs fan. However, <laughs> however, and I'm a little upset because my Habs lost last night, too. Uh, however, I have to say the Leafs are putting a smile on my face because I'm a proud Torontonian. And what's happened here, what Mike Babcock has done, what, you know, the acquisition of some young guys, Austin Matthews, that story is amazing, have done. They've created an electricity in this city that hasn't been here for a long time. I mean, we're actually, and I, I have friends all around, we're actually saying Leafs and playoffs and serious contenders in the same sentence. And that's something we haven't seen a series contender for a long time. They're playing with a certain swagger. And okay, they dropped a game last night, but you know they're not going to stick. Uh, that's not going to stick to them. They're going to get back up and they're going to go out and they're going to play their game. They're doing well. I have to say, they're doing really well. Marcy, I got to tell you about Montreal, what's happening there. Please because, tell me. Uh, they're going to make a coaching change very soon. I think. Can they bring PK back? Well, they'll never bring PK back now. But, I'm so upset. I'm still uh, upset. Tarion, Tarion won't be won't last very long, and you can hear Claude Julien going to Montreal all over the place. On this, you're always you're always out there with these uh, with these predictions. Well, I kind of called they're Hitchcock. Not, they're, not, and, they're not firing. Uh, they're not firing the coach before the end of the year. I don't know. Why do you think that <laughs> might happen? I am told that Price and Tarion do not get along. They had the one incident coming off the ice when he got when he got pulled. Yeah. And uh, things are not rosy there. Yeah. And if one and guy's it, leaving, it's not going to be Price. price right? It won't be Price. 
Hmm, uh, interesting. Well, Naz, Naz, uh, just so you know, Marcy, if, uh, he's all he's always out there for predictions, and I'd say, what's your what's your uh, yeah, percentage you rate these days? <laughs> Listen, I trust you. I do. Naz, the prognosticator, I'm going with you. Uh, when this uh, happens, I'm calling. Yeah, okay. so we were ahead of the curve on Babcock. Babcock uh, we were a little bit off on Stamkos, but uh, we got Babcock right. Babcock we, was a big one. Yeah, yeah. We uh, and you're you're pretty good, Naz. I'll give you credit. Your uh, you your just, predictions you are. You can just tell the way the the Habs are playing too. They're not playing very well. No, they're not. They're not playing well. Anyways, I've been told by the producer I've got to wrap the show up, which means I've got to take care of some business. Uh, First of all, uh, uh, thanks to our kind people at scrupulosalon.com. They're an Aveda lifestyle uh, salon, and uh, Albert, the owner there, absolutely uh, implored me to mention that. Apparently, for people out there, that's important, and I think, uh, well, I mentioned that, and I want to thank them for kindly donating. We have... uh, for you, Marcy, for your uh, time and co- efforts in coming in, we we saved one we saved one of those gift cards for you. So Thank we'll you. give that to you. That after. is so very kind. Uh, we appreciate so much you coming down. The weather wasn't fantastic this morning, and you were here ahead of schedule, like a like a real trooper. We, from the bottom of our hearts, Naz and I, we say we say thank you so much for joining us. It we was really my do. pleasure. Please let me come back. And we have a huge announcement. Absolutely, you'll come back because we may even call you for Raptors expertise because (laughs) we've got Butch Carter and Leo Routens. We're adding you as one of our go-to. You're going to be our go-to gal on on all things Raptors. I love it. I love it. So expect our phone call. And a huge announcement. We were were hoping to have it for this Sunday, but we're going to have it for next Sunday. We've got cameras in studio. So next Sunday, we've been told, we'll be internet streaming. So you can actually see, uh, you see us. Uh, see our reactions. See, uh, you can see us online, in, in live and in color, and uh, at, at www.zoomerradio.ca. Uh, so watch for that for next Sunday. I'm going to get cut off the air if I don't get off here right away. So to all our listeners, drive safely. Have a fantastic week. Be safe. We'll be back again next Sunday morning. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.